Hello and welcome. This is the Walk with God. I am the host, Cedric Evans, and today we are going to be talking about time with God and prayer. You know, uh, this this can go under the name of, you know, your devotional time as well. So as the topic is uh, time with God and prayer. So for anyone walking with God, it is highly important they spend time with God. There are enough distractions in the world as is. It is important to remember not to worship idol gods. 1 Corinthians 10 and 14 says, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. And idolatry is the worship of idols. While you may not worship, for example, a golden statue, uh, uh, be sure not to love other things a dangerous amount or close to your love for God. And I brought up an example of a golden statue because very frequently in the Old Testament do uh, the prophets such as Jeremiah and Isaiah and uh, Ezekiel, you know, they talk about how uh, the Jews would commit sins against God when they would get into idolatry. In fact, they mentioned how, you know, they worship statues of gods. They, they, they talked about how, how wicked and how much God despises for uh, a person to, uh, what they would do is they would carve a statue with their own hands. They would carve wooden statues. They would make statues of bronze and gold and they would worship that statue and that really annoyed god just to give some context as to why i brought up the example of a golden statue but anywho other things uh as i was saying be sure not to love other things a dangerous amount or close to your love for god other things like sports or media and especially money is it uh, when um, and I want to especially talk about how how you got to really be careful with, you know, loving money, because the love of money is the root of all evil. And it's out there just today as of um, July 9th, 2021, I was at work and I read a story of a of a teenager who murdered his two sisters as a form of a as a sacrifice to a satanic pack because he wanted to win the lottery and this this it, it may sound fake but i i i'm i kid you not it was um it, it, was, it was really real you know, uh, this, this man, um, Daniel Hussein, Daniel Hussein, you know, he murdered his two sisters because he wanted to win the lottery and he tried to make a deal with the devil. And the, and the deal was that if he sacrificed his two sisters, that he would get rich and win the lottery. So he got into loving money. And when he got into loving money, that caused him 
to make poor judgment into, for one, getting mixed up with the devil, and two, allowing a murderous spirit to take root of him and to kill his his sisters for for money. So you got to be careful with the love of money. I know I quickly got off to a tangent and it's only four minutes in, but, you know, the love of money, you got to be careful with it. It's really dangerous. And some people may, may even fall into loving money and not even realize it. But anywho, as I was saying, you know, you got to be careful with what you love doing just in general. You got to be careful with what you spend your time doing. You got to be careful with, you know, what you worship. You know, human beings, we worship stuff. You know, uh, we, you know, uh, just take the Super Bowl, for example. Bill- millions of people uh, every year tune in to watch a, a game. Millions of people spend hundreds of millions of dollars you know, uh, well, not everybody has the hundreds of millions of dollars, but but the Super Bowl racks in hundreds of millions of dollars just on people wanting to to um, to watch a few people kick a ball around. You know, in fact, you know, uh, to if if a company wants to have a thirty-second trailer during the Super Bowl. It cost that company, I think it said over $6 million. It, it cost that company millions of dollars just to show an advertisement for 30 seconds because they know so many people are watching. So many people, you know, are tuned into that, you know. And so that that's just to give, uh, that's just to explain that people, you know, we worship stuff, you know, people worship stuff. You just got to be careful with what you worship. Now, now, do not misconstrue uh, what I'm saying. Is it a sin to watch a sports game or two? No, it is not a sin if you, you know, got some free time on your hands and you decide, uh, I'm, I'm going to watch a, you know, quick little game or two. You know, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a sin to, you know, sit down and, you know, if you got the free time to, you know, just unwind and maybe watch a sports game or two, it's not a sin. However, it becomes a problem when you start to let that affect your relationship with God. It becomes a problem if you should let something like sports or or media or or um, you know playing video games or or uh, going to the party, or going to the movies, or whatever the case, or money, all of that becomes a problem if you uh, let it affect your relationship with God. Because then, that would say that you might even value that more than God. You know, if, if if you are sitting down and you, you know, you, you, you know, your devotion time, the time you spend with God, it comes up at 8 p.m. And you say, oh, well, this, this basketball game is really good. So I, I'll just do that later. That's a problem. You know, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just do it tomorrow. You know, this game is too good. You know, that's a problem. You know, you got to you got to be careful 
with uh, what you allow to affect your time with God. You know, if you know uh, something is going to take a while, you know, be sure to, you know, make sure you have a set time to um, spend time with God. Understand that the world does not promote reading your Bible or prayer as much as God would like it. So what I mean by that is God honors when God greatly desires for you to get into the word of God. God greatly desires for you to read his word. In fact, scripture says to meditate on the word. So God greatly wants us to get into his word, but the world does not. And and it, it, the, the sad case is, you know, there are some uh, believers, some other Christians that that'll, uh, you know, tell you all, oh, you know, you don't have to do it all that much. And so, you know, read my book, buy my book and, you know, you'll 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 be set instead of pointing you towards the Bible. And the world is full of things that will rob you of your time. And speaking on the world, the world and the Bible do not mix. The, the Bible, as I personally have come to learn, you know, the Bible is a really offensive book when it comes to uh, the world. You know, the Bible will tell you, uh-uh, all that uh, homosexuality, you know, Leviticus 18.22 says lay says uh do not lay with a man as you would lay with a woman that is detestable but the world will tell you come on man the world might even encourage you to uh be a homosexual you know as of uh 2021 i believe 40 49% or 51% of young uh, Americans today are uh, identifying closer to the LGBT community as they are with, um, with, with just straight heterosexuality. And in fact, it is so celebrated when someone does come out as homosexual, you know, it is so celebrated as opposed to, you know, celebrating God and his word. And I hope this doesn't sound like I hate homosexuals. I know I love homosexuals. I love them all. You know, the Bible, God, all of it, it's about loving the sinner and not the sin. God loves the sinner, but he doesn't love the sin. And homosexuality is a sin. Uh, but uh, the homosexual, the person, that, that's the sinner. And God loves that sinner. And I love the sinner too. You know, it's about loving the sinner and not the sin. But uh, once again, I'm I'm getting off on a lot of tangents. You know, uh, today I, I guess just just been a while, but uh, that, that's fine. So yeah, as I was saying, um, the world is full of things that will rob you of your time time you could or should spend with God. As I have continued to walk with God, I have come to realize the importance of spending time with God. 
it, it's it's like a water filter. You know, you could think of getting into your time with God as a water filter. Water filters are an appliance used commonly to clean water or for drinking purposes or other. You know, they're used to filter out all the the bad stuff that you don't need or would the, the bad stuff that typically most people don't desire be in their water. You know, it's meant to filter out all the dirt and bacteria and all that stuff. So typically tap water and other water sources will have some sort of water filter, you know, on especially on a uh, on a refrigerator that dispenses water. You know, um, most many of the times refrigerators nowadays will have a water filter on them or they'll have a, uh, a compartment where you can put a water filter on it and it'll just, you know, clean your water for you before you you know, get some water. And so, you know, they're either store-bought or implemented by the city or whatever the case. And sometimes when drinking water becomes contaminated and there's no uh, water, there's no filter, the drinking water can become harmful or not as thirst quenching. You know, I'm not, that's, I'm, uh, that's, that's just to say, uh, you know, sometimes water can get real bad. You know, in fact, the, the city it regulates the water. It, it regulates the tap water. It's not just straight water. You know, it 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 has to go through some regulations, and e- even your tap water itself is to a degree filtered. And so, um, if your water becomes contaminated and there's no filter whatsoever, you know, it can become harmful or not as thirst quenching over time. And it's important to know that uh, in your walk with God, it is important to filter your mind so that your faith does not lose its potency. You know, you have to, I, I would heavily stress that you, uh, you must read your, your Bible. You know, it, you must read your Bible and renew your mind. In fact, the word says, uh, Romans 12 and 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And also, the Bible says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the hearing um, by uh, the preaching of the gospel, of the word. And so, um, yes, you must renew your mind. You know, as crazy as that may sound, if you do not spend time with God commonly, then you risk your faith becoming weak. And here's how. And I'm going to speak from personal experience. Uh, So uh, here's how. First, you stop praying. Then... Yeah, you stop reading your Bible on your own, then it becomes just reading your Bible at church. Then in the week after church, you know, you may start acting in a way God would not condone. And I and I can say that from experience. You know, when I was younger, I, I say, okay, I'm a I'm a read my Bible every day, and I kept it up. And then after a while, I started to teeter off and I said, I'm going to read it 
every every one every once a week, you know, and I would read my Bible uh, once a week and again at church. And then after a while, it became I'm going to just read it at church. And at that point, it was real bad because all I the only time I picked up my Bible was in church. And after church, I was free to the world and I might have been doing stuff that I know God would not have been wanting me to do. But so I had to get myself back on track to more consistently reading my Bible and spending time with my Bible. And I'm sure many others can testify to that, too, about how, oh, I used to read my Bible and then I fell off and uh, it's been hard getting myself back into it. And it's all real. It's real. And the Bible tells us to pray constantly, you know, pray without ceasing. And then it also says men are always to pray and not to faint. So, um, yeah, so then, uh, in fact, it would make no sense not to spend time with God now, since eventually you believe you will go to heaven and there you will spend time with God every single day. And by this, I mean to say, if you call yourself a believer in Christ, if you identify as Christian or you just identify as, you know, I believe in what the word of God says and I believe that I'm a Christian. I believe I'm a believer in Christ and all that. If you say that, then you must believe, you know, if you say you're a Christian, then you must believe in heaven. And if you believe in heaven, you know that that is God's kingdom. You know that God resides in heaven. So we also know that when we die, our soul goes to heaven. It goes to God's kingdom and we are going to be with God. And, you know, the Bible says, Luke 23, 43, and Jesus said unto him, and this is when Jesus was being crucified, and the prisoner said, remember me when you are in heaven. When the, when the other person, there's another uh, per person being crucified, and he looked over to Jesus and said, remember me when you are in heaven. And Jesus said unto him, very, verily I say unto thee, Today shalt, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Luke 23:43. So Jesus said, You will be with me, Jesus, the Son of God, who is a part of the Holy Trinity of God in heaven. So that means that you will be with God in heaven for all of eternity if you believe that you are a Christian. So if you're going to be with God for an eternity, every day, you're going to see God. Every day, you're going to be with God for an eternity. But you don't want to read the word of God here on earth and spend time with him. 
Does that make sense? You believe that when you die, you're going to go be with the Father for all of eternity, but down here on earth, you don't want to spend time with God down here on earth. You just want to say, oh, I'm, I'm just, you know, when I, I'm going to really spend time with God when I get up to heaven. For what? You 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 need to, you know, it, it is imperative, you know, that you read the Bible, you know, in, in, a, in the word of God, you know, in the Bible, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. So if the word was with God and, and it goes on to say that the word went down and impregnated itself in, in Mary and so on. But if we have God's word and you don't want to get into God's word, that, 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 that's something wrong with, with that. You know, God's word is how we get to know him. God's word is how, you know, you know, God will reveal things to us about him. You know, you, you know, you use the word of God to teach yourself how to act around others, how to act um, to yourself, how to, you know, the, the word of God is very instrumental in uh, assisting you in uh, your walk with God. But it, it, but but as I was saying, it, it just doesn't make sense to say that you're going to go be with the Father in heaven for all eternity, but you don't want to start spending time with him down here on earth. And that, that, there's something wrong with that. So Matthew 6 and 13 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So here, the Bible tells us to seek out God, And to know that after we seek God, all things will be supplied. God takes care of his children. So if you chase after God, he will take note and add to you what you need. If one is faithful to God, they pay their tithes, they give offerings, they obey his scripture, and... And um, it, it is important. You must obey the, the God's word. It is a must. In fact, Jesus said, you show, you show you love God when you obey his word. And this is not faith. This is not salvation and works. This, this is what the Bible said. You know, it was Jesus who said uh, that you show love um, when you obey God. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, you obey God's word and you love others. And if you do are if you do all these things and are faithful in all these things, you know, then you you can't help but be remembered by God. God is not going to forget you. And in fact, you know, when Jesus was teaching 
about uh, not worrying, you know, Jesus said, look at the birds, you know, God feeds the birds of the air. You know, uh, are you not worth more to God than sparrows? You know, and then, then, you know, Jesus was just making a point of saying, God has your back. You don't need to worry. God is going to take care of you. So, then also see how the Bible is described as good for correction. You know, in 2 Timothy verse 3 and 16, it talks about how the Bible is good for correction. So it's going to correct you when you do wrong. You know, the Bible is going to, you know, when you make a mistake, uh, the Bible is good to tell you, you know, what is and is not acceptable to God. And you can read that and say, ah, that's right. You know, uh, forgive me, Jesus. You know, forgive me, God, for acting this way. And then and furthermore, it goes on to say the Bible is good for uh, uh, scripture is good for righteousness. You know, uh, the New Testament, uh, the epistles, the epistles, if you're very keen to um, what it says, it really teaches how Christians are to act. You know, of course, of course, the whole Bible, you know, talks about, you know, you know, makes examples of obedience, makes examples of love and all that. But the epistles specifically, Paul writes in, you know, how one is to act in uh, as they are, you know, walking out their walk with God. That, that is the purpose of the epistles. You know, Paul is writing to these churches and to these different areas to, you know, explain, you know, how we are to act and conduct ourselves. And, and in 2 Timothy, it talks about how uh, the scripture is good for reproof. Reproof is having um, concern for the future. Yeah. The Bible is good for, you know, teaching, you know, how to have uh, concern for the future and teaching how, um, you know, just being aware of the future and also how to how we are to live now. We show concern for the future. Understand that the Bible is important to teach Christians and followers of God how to live as you spend time with the word. Know that the more you spend time, uh, the closer you will get to God. And when you get closer to God, the more you will discern his teaching from the rest of the world and yourself. In fact, in, um, in James chapter 4 and 8, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. So that means when you get closer to God, He's going to get closer to you. You know, God is, is uh, as I have learned, self-revealing. You know, the more you spend time in his word, the more he reveals himself about, about the more he reveals himself to you. Draw nigh unto God. That means get closer to God and he will draw nigh unto you. That means God will get closer to you.
trust that the more you talk to him, the more he will talk to you. Now, praying is another key part of spending time with God. Prayer is a direct way to talk with God, and you can do so whenever you need and want to. Keep in mind that when you pray, you should believe in what you pray for. Ephesians 6 and 18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. Here, we are to pray for God's people and all other types of prayers, rather it be for yourself with good heart and intentions, or for others also with good heart and intentions. Here also, I want to point out how this verse mentions praying in the Spirit. Here, God is talking about praying in tongues. And, you know, uh, personally, as I've come to talk to many different people, I've come to realize that uh, uh, not everybody has learned that you have the uh, God, uh, God, it is a spiritual gift by God that you should be able to speak in tongues. You know, despite many different beliefs on praying in tongues, I want to say it is possible. And if any follower of God has the Holy Spirit in them, they can uh, reach the potential through God to pray in tongues. You know, people, you know, you you Christians out there, you can speak in tongues. You know, if you are a believer in Christ, you know, you can speak in tongues. And just keep in mind, I I am not the one who is declaring you can speak it. Jesus is the one who said that the believer in God can speak in tongues. So know here, uh, Mark 16, verse 17. In Mark 16, verse 17, Jesus said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So Jesus is telling us that, hey, we can speak in tongues. You know, you know, to to the one that believe, he he can speak in tongues. You know, like I said, it, it, it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me, Cedric, who said that you can speak in tongues. I'm not declaring it. It was Jesus who said that uh, not only shall you cast out devils, but you shall speak in new tongues. So now now I'm, I'm about to close. And for for the most part, you know, I just want to say it may seem like I got off on a lot of tangents, but I guess I had more to say in mind than I thought I did. But um, yeah, yeah, that, that's all I want to say. A lot of you know what I said was you know me speaking from experience and what I have witnessed myself, and also. Yeah, I, I tried to back up what I what I've been uh, saying with scripture about um, just everything that I've touched when it comes to time of prayer. But thank you for bearing with me in the uh, in my tangents. 
So, you know, as I, as I end, I just want to say, I just want to give a, a, some tips on how you can spend time with God, because, you know, that's another thing about Christianity. You know, there are certain areas that Christians want to get better at, but they just do not know how to get better at it. So for when it comes to time with prayer and God, I want to encourage, uh, you know, here's, here's a good way to spend time with God. First, pray, then read your Bible. You know, uh, before you start, before, when, when you start your time, when you start your devotion time, start out with a prayer, you know, and, you know, just, just pray. Thank you, God. Just, just pr pray a prayer of praise. Just, just, just take a few minutes to say, you know, God, thank you for waking me up. God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for gifting me the gift of salvation. You know, name off your blessings to God and thank him for it. You know, just pray, just praise God in, in a prayer. You know, God, uh, um, God relishes in your prayer. As a matter of fact, if you read the book of Revelations, you'll learn that uh, currently at, at the throne of God, there are creatures, there are beings seated around God that are constantly praising God. Yeah, I, I man, I can't remember verbatim what they are saying, but they're saying, um, uh, "Glory, glory to the God who was and is and is to come." Um, but anywho, you know, just just you know, just start out your prayer time, start out your devotional time with a prayer and praise of just thanks, and then you get into reading your Bible, and. Um, when you start praying for the first time, you know, just don't don't ask God for anything. Just like I said, just praise him and thank him and then read what you feel led to. You know, for me, a while ago, when I said I was going to when I when I started to get more serious in my in my prayer time, you know, I was in the book of Second Samuel. I don't, I don't know why I was just. Uh, for one reason, I said that I wanted to fully read the uh, the New Testament, I mean, the Old Testament all the way through. And I just started reading Second Samuel. And, and as I was reading Second Samuel, you know, I just heard God tell me, go to Proverbs. So I flipped to Proverbs and I can tell you, man, that was that was one of the that, that is one of my favorite books in the Bible. God just knew that I enjoyed Proverbs, you know, if you're, if you're quiet enough and if you're, and if you listen, God will talk to you. He'll talk to you, but you have to have an ear to listen for God. So then when you pray again, either pray another prayer of praise in tongues or casting out of unwanted spirits. So, so far, I, I, I've given the tip of uh, pray, then read your Bible, then pray again. The first prayer, you pray for a few minutes and you just praise God in your first prayer. And then you read your Bible. And then the second time you pray, you you, you can praise God again. But but uh, I want to encourage you to pray in tongues, you know, or or, or cast out devils. 
you know, do what Jesus said. Jesus said in his name, you will cast out devils. In his name, you will speak in tongues. You know, afterward, continue to read, then pray on your final prayer. Uh, whenever it may be or when you feel ready. So I, I've I so just to recap, you're gonna pray three times. First, your first prayer, you just open up and praise. Then you feel what you feel, you read what you felt led by God to read. Then you pray again, praying in tongues or casting out of devils. Then you pray again. I mean, I'm sorry. Then you read your Bible again. And on your third, you know, you let your third prayer be your final prayer. And, you know, you, you say you uh, you pray, uh, you pray each time for about five to ten minutes and you read your Bible for about 15 uh, ish minutes. Man, that that's almost an hour, if not an hour right there, depending on how long you're praying and reading your Bible each time you uh, alternate that's 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 about that's at least you know at least 40 ish minutes right there uh you know and so um i just want to say if you keep this up constantly then you will get closer to god in greater ways than before and i am saying that by scripture you know james uh by the book of james drop james 4 and 8 you know, draw, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. I'm saying you'll get closer to God by scripture and by experience. In 2020, you know, um, in 2020, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, just getting over some stuff. I was just, you know, I was really trying to, you know, get closer to God. And, you know, I was dealing with something and one thing that really helped me was my time with God. In fact, when my prayer time grew, I had stopped what I was uh, dealing with. And it took me a while until I realized it. It took God. God had to tell me, did you notice you stopped doing that? And I said, oh my God, I did. I was so happy. So, you can do it. And, you know, I, I want to encourage you. You can do it. Read your Bible. It's good. It's good. You know, um, and, and, you know, the praying, then reading and praying, then reading. And, you know, that part, you know, that that's just one way to have your devotional time. You know, that that's just one way to have a devotional time with God. You know, there there are other ways, you know, I know. You know, I know some people that, uh, you know, they, you know, first they start out by praying and then they read and they just read all the way through reading and taking notes on uh, what they've learned and so on. And, you know, there's no, you know, there's no one right way to have a devotion with God, you know, praying, praying, um, you know, that you don't always have to pray the same prayer. You know, you don't always have to say the same words. You know, you know, recently I had a I had someone teach me a, a devotion on doing devotions. And, you know, uh, she just, you know, she, man, awesome woman of God. You know, she just uh, talked to me saying, uh, you know, 
Praying does not always have to be in the same words all the time and in the same ritualistic way, you know, um, it, you know, as, as, as it may seem, you know, it doesn't always have to be the exact same way every time, but just make sure you're getting in the word of God. That that's, that's key in, in a, in a devotional time that I, I'll, I'll stress, you know, if you're going to say, if you're going to set time aside to, you know, just be with God it is key that the word of God is involved. So note that, uh, but and another thing I want to say that going to Bible study is great, but it is far more important. If not, it, you know, it is just as, if not more important that you seek God for yourself and to know him with your own personal relationship. You know, I say this because, you know, it say all your information of God came from someone else, you know, and you never once picked up the Bible. They could tell you any craziness and you would never know. Now, you know, praise God that they were, we're, we're hoping God that, uh, that they're not, <laughs> but you know, but 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 just consider that if if all your biblical information and information on God came from someone else, and they started saying some crazy stuff, you got to have your own um, relationship with God to say, "Hey, wait a minute, that's that's not what the Bible said." Uh, you know, the, the 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 Bible says this, and you're saying that. You know, something's not right here. You know, you you got to have your own relationship with God. You know. You know, it is very, very important. And once again, you know, it's, you know, like I said, it, it, it may be hard if it may be hard getting into it or maybe hard getting back into it if if you haven't done it in a while. But I, I want to encourage you. It, it's good. It's really good for you. It, it's been good for me. And I'm sure to some to someone, you know, they may say, well, you're nobody to me. And hey, that's cool. That's fine. But uh, nevertheless, the message doesn't change. It's good to get in the word of God. You know, you, you, you'll read some stuff. You'll learn some stuff about God that'll make you go, wow, that's my God. Yeah, you'll, you'll even learn some stuff about you that'll make you go, wow, that's what the Bible says about me. That the Bible calls me royalty. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Revelations five and ten was calling me royalty. Was saying that Jesus has made me like a member of a royal family. I, I won't repeat the whole verse. Uh, I, I won't repeat the whole verse to you right now. But uh, read Revelations five and ten. You know. This is real good. You know, it's, it's like, man, the, the, you know, it is good. You know, read, I, I, I read it for the first time in uh, Revelations 5 and 10. I read it in the NIV and, ooh, wee, it was, it was nice. And it was just as good reading it in the King James Version. You know, calling, calling, calling me like a, like, like kings and, and like priests. And that's good. But uh, I'm getting a little too excited right now. You know, I'm, 
at this point i'm just rambling and once again read your word read the bible it is so good for you and you know it is it, it, as sad as it may be, you need to, because for one, the world does not want you in the in the word. The world is against the Bible. In 2020, in uh, Portland, Oregon, I believe it was, uh, they, they, there was someone, there were people burning Bibles, or at least there was a, a, a Bible burning, just burning God's word. That's so disrespectful to him. But, you know, it is what it is. So read your word, you know, go buy a Bible if you don't have one and, uh, and or or download a, a Bible app on your phone or or device, whatever have you, you know, just get into the word and I promise you it, it will help you in your walk. All right. That's that's all for today's or that's all for the video, so goodbye.